Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week is with the artist Maisie, or Grace. And she had such an incredible story. I saw her project online and it felt so defined and intentional and I was just really impressed by it. We had this amazing discussion about just how much is possible as an independent artist when you do have a defined creative vision. We talk about a music video that she made with her friends for less than $150. It was absolutely incredible. We talk about how much you can do as an independent artist. She's had a ton of love on Spotify and her songs have really blown up and that's without a team. That's just with having a truly defined vision and working really, really hard on something that she believes in. And if you know me, that is everything that I want to talk about on this podcast. So it was a remarkably cool episode. I think you guys will really, really like it. If you do, same thing as always, share the episode on social media, screenshot it, share it on Instagram story, post it on Twitter, wherever. Just word of mouth helps not only the podcast grow, helps artists like her get further discovered. And that's what this is all about. So if you like it, share it. She has another song coming out right about the time that this podcast is dropping. So if you haven't heard her project, search it, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, really, really recommend it. I'm genuinely a fan of what she's doing. All that said, I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Where are all my friends? Back again. And we are with my new friend, Grace, or the artist named Maisie. Hi. And hi. <laughs> I am stoked on this one. One of my favorite things has become finding artists, like up and coming artists that I really don't know, like basically just like internet friends, like and having these conversations because it's so fun when you really don't know a full story to kind of learn that in real time and just seeing everything that you've done online and just the way that you've branded your project and everything is everything that I love. So I'm so excited to hear your story. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And right before we started, you were telling me you just moved to LA like yep. less than a month ago. Yep. Fresh out so. here. <laughs> I feel like this is a really exciting time to talk to you. Yay. <laughs> and also, if you're watching and not listening, it's kind of a funny contrast, but your green side matches my purple side really well. Yay. And I like that. It's very visually pleasing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> wow. Just noticed that. My favorite place to start the podcast is anybody who doesn't know who you are, just super briefly who you are and what you do. Awesome. Um, well, I'm Maisie. I'm a 21-year-old indie pop artist. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and I just moved out to LA. Um, I wish I could say more. Is there more I should no, say? No, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I love like that's just the super short intro, just you know, sweet to get it started. Um, that's awesome. And I guess then from there, one of the things that I like to do is go back to you kind of finding music and where like you as a musician started. Yes. So you said you're from Maryland, right? Were you I born am. and raised there? No, I was born in Georgia, actually. We moved around a lot oh, cool. and kind of settled just in Maryland. So that's where I say I'm from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you pretty much like grew up there? Definitely. Yeah. Nice. And where... Where did you find music? Like what age? How did that happen? Like what's that look like? Oh, well, it's definitely somewhere between Disney movies and church. My family is like pretty religious. Um, and my grandmother was always singing. So we, I was just singing constantly when I was like a little kid. Um, and my grandmother was always in choir. So she was always like, go to choir, like be in a choir. It's going to be amazing. It's like my favorite thing. Um, 
so yeah, that's where I like first like found music, I guess. But it started getting serious when my mom and my grandmother for my like ninth birthday um, got me voice lessons to start learning classical voice. So I was like singing opera all the way up until I was like 18 um, before I went to college. So I was just studying classical voice for like 11 years. Wow. That's a side that I honestly don't know. Like, is there a lot of theory to that? Oh, or like, a how ton. do you? It's, I really? mean, it's so hard. That's, I mean, classical people who do classical, I, I commend them because it's a really small community. There's only so much you can do in classical music and it's a lot of repertoire. It's a lot of ear training. It's a lot of theory. Um, it's uh-huh. like, it's like a sport. I mean, you're going and you're like competing. Um, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Wow. So with that, that's like really where you like put in the hours. And oh my really gosh, like, yes. That was whoa. like my life in and out. And then by the time I was in, like I was always in choir basically as soon as I could be. Um, and then in high school, I was in chamber choir and chamber is like a little more elite, I guess. It's a smaller group. And then you compete there as well. Um, and you're just like, re- I, we, I was in rehearsal like 7 a.m. every single day before school started for that. And then I would have a voice lesson in school, like halfway through the day. And then I would have theory at another thing. So it was like my, it was my whole life for a while. And then I was, holy crap. Yeah. You were in, I was in it. And then I was taking, um, like jazz, like uh, as well, because classical is a little rigid. I would say like, it's a very specific way to use your voice. And I wanted to get way better at just like, like improvising and like scatting and just using my ear in sort of a more nuanced way. Um, so I got really into jazz when I was in high school as well. What kind of artists were you listening to at that time? Like what music, what was like your influence (laughs) at that age? Um, One Direction. I wish it was really. I wish it was cooler than, well, One Direction is cool. I think One Direction is sick. I want that back. One Direction is so freaking cool. Um, But that's like how I learned how to harmonize too. Cause like I would just listen to them constantly and would just like harmonize with them in the car. Um, So yeah, that was who I was listening to. So then, okay. So that's like, you're in school. That is your life. Did you have hobbies outside of that or were you just full on like, this is it? It was pretty much music. (laughs) Yeah. That's sick though. Damn. Well, because like, I think that's interesting. Like I always come back to this. I'm always talking about yeah. this, but like Malcolm Gladwell in that book Outliers talks about 10,000 hours, oh right? Oh my gosh, like yes. Applying. Yeah, so I think that's cool. Like you're 21 right now, but you have the hours in that somebody so much older might still be chasing because that was your whole life. True, that's and crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, but like not everybody, I feel like that sometimes, sometimes it's like that. It's your story where it's like, yo, from such a young age, you just know and you like go in on what that is. But other times people kind of like stumble around, try a couple things before it clicks. Yes. But I think that that's so awesome that you did have your lane so carved out and you've known because now you have such an edge up and you have so much more time in the game, even at a young age, which is such a sick advantage to have. If I just fully credit my family for letting me run with that, I mean, that it's it's expensive. It's definitely a privileged experience and being able to do all mm. of those lessons and like, oh, it's, I, I, I'm so thankful. 
What were you like as a kid? Like, were you like pretty close with your parents? Were you getting into trouble at all? Or yes. Pretty, like... oh my, I was very angsty. And I was like in, like, I went to an all girls Catholic high school. And by that, by freshman year, I was like, I hate this. I hate the church. Like, I hate everything. Like, I just, I was really, I really wanted to, to, to stick it to them, you know? I feel like such a common theme, right? Like what, what person do you talk to that's like, yeah, I went to an all private school yeah. this, that, and, this, and I loved it. Perfect experience. Exactly. Yeah. No, hopefully nobody. Cause they shouldn't like right? that. <laughs> Damn. Like, as I look at your project now, it seems really intentional. Like if you're listening to this, you haven't found Maisie and seen it. It's like very, there's such a vision there. The sound is so clearly defined. Even right now as we speak with what, two songs out, you just feel it. And I feel like that doesn't happen out of nowhere. Like that doesn't yeah, feel like an accident. Yes. So I have to assume yes. that you've done other projects or that you've yes. kind of a stat, yeah? So as a little more background, so as all this classical stuff was going on, I was always like writing like poems and stuff like that, or just like little songs on the piano. Um, and I found out when I was 15 that my neighbor had a recording studio in his basement. No way. He, he was like, um, he was like 20 at the time, 20 or 21. Um, and a mutual friend of ours connected us. And so I just like pulled up to the studio one day and started playing some of my songs. And we recorded this like demo. He like tracked drums and a little bit of bass and guitar guitar to like my keys and some of my vocals and I just like started like sobbing like uncontrollably I was like this is the coolest thing ever I had no idea my music could sound like this and just like being like recording vocals into a microphone for the first time it just feels so cool and it's so fun I was like this this is what I want to do for the rest of my life so that's that I, was that moment literally like, that moment is where it like yes. clicked and oh my, I'm obsessed with like yeah. hearing those moments <laughs> And I've had the same producer to this day. So I've, I like, he has built this entire project with me since I was 15 years old. So it's been really amazing. And I think the greatest relationship I could ever have with somebody, because not only does he know me better than like anybody else, but we just, I don't know, we really took the music seriously. So we made an album. We made an album together when I was in high school. That was sort of like the first thing that we did. And then when I was a freshman in college, the student run record label was like, hey, do you want to put an EP out through us? I was like, sure. That sounds, I mean, what else am I doing? So I would go home like every weekend to record in the studio with him because I was going to school in Philly. He was in Baltimore. It's not that far. Okay. So we did like a project and it was terrible. Like I, there was just no (laughs) direction in terms of like the artistry or the sound. It was like, what did it sound like if you were to go back and explain it? Um, it sounds like somebody trying to like recreate like center sad girl pop. I would say that's like Uh very center driven. And we both like kind of hated the project. Like it was not, we did not enjoy it. And I was like in school for a music industry program and Ely, my producer was also going to grad school with a, for a music industry program as well. And we were like, listen, I think we need to start taking this uh, like seriously and really dedicate ourselves to kind of finding that sound and that artistry and like what this project is really going to be and make it special because you can't like treat releases as if you can keep trying again and again and again. It's like, like just get it to the point where you know, it's perfect and you know exactly where you want to go with it. And then like start the artist project there. So that's what we did. Like until we got to know friends 
And then when we got to know friends, we were like, all right, <laughs> like that that's it. That's exactly what we want to be doing. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. Because I just this, hit you with all no, that. No, 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 no. This like, <laughs> you just told that so well. And you said something where like, I'm so curious to hear your opinion and like with all of your education, with all of the time that you've put into this, I think right now in like the current state of releasing music, there's this really interesting balance. And I almost preach the like, don't overthink it, just right. send it, put it out, put it out, put it out. However, you said something on almost the opposite side yes. where I'm like, damn, I really respect that. Yeah. Where <laughs> you guys did have this moment where you're like, you know what, if we're going to do this, we need to define it. We need to take this seriously. We need to know exactly what it is yeah. and put it out. So what was that balance? Like how much did you put into it versus oh how much were you like, let this be natural and put it out? Well, the thing is, is that it is natural. So that we were doing the, we were doing the wrong thing, which is like trying to kind of make a character out of the music and make a character out of Maisie. And then with oh. like that EP that came out on like uh, the student run label. And then it was like, that sucks. I just want to be me and make music that I really love and is like inspired by the things that I love. Um, so let's start being like a little more genuine in that. Cause that's like where I feel like artistry really comes from when it's you, yeah. like truly, like it's so much easier for people to invest in that and want to invest in that when it's like, you're really getting to know that person as a person and through their music. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it, th that's kind of like, it almost feels cliche to say, but it's so real and that's so accurate. So it's, it's, it's not even so much that you took this time to sit down and get really serious exactly. and like make it contrived. It was right. almost the opposite of like the EP was you following rules almost that you felt like they exist or you had to do it a certain way. Right. And then putting out No Friends was you coming back to it saying, no, what if we just make this honest and make what we want to make? Yes. And it, I mean, it took a really long time. Like there were years of demos and like definitely, really? oh my gosh, yes. Like at least two years between, yeah, two years between when that EP came out and then when No Friends came out. So we took, and I mean, I'm sounding a lot more patient than I was because there were times when we would hit like certain demos. And I was like, okay, like we should put this out. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's been so long. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that like Ely pushed me to have like a little more fortitude with that <laughs> and just, yeah. just waited until we like knew, knew. Well, that's actually, that's another crazy point is like, it's easy in a podcast to say two years right. and you're like, oh yeah, so you waited some time, but like two years is, it was that's a, a lot time. of days. Yes. It that's a, a lot of, yeah. So in that time, like what did that, like, were you writing every day? Were you just recording things and it just didn't quite feel right? Were you working a job? Were you finishing school? Like yeah. that's a long time to it wait. It was. So it was being in school and it was actually, I think it was just growing as a person a lot too. Cause like, mm -hmm. I, you know, when you're 15, like how developed is your personality versus like when you go through college and when you're like experiencing life on your own for the first time and figuring out what you actually like um and for yeah. me that was like really getting into like the Beatles for the first time Whoa. um specifically the Sgt. Pepper album and then listening I feel like there's been like a shift in music recently like I it, for me it started with Still Woozy 
Um, Because I was like, whoa, this is very interesting. Like, there is no standard song structure going on here. It just slaps. Like, it's just really, really good. (laughs) It's just really good. And, like, it doesn't matter the structure whatsoever. And then that coinciding with me loving Sgt. Pepper and how absolutely weird and chaotic and how much it kind of doesn't make sense. But it makes, it's controlled, like, madness in that way. It was like, and Ely also loves the Beatles equally as much as I do like and the Sgt. Pepper album and we were like let's just go for this like no more standard song structure like let's just get have so much fun in the studio we love these influences we love where music is going right now let's just like have so much fun with it like lean into that exactly damn that's cool that that actually that paints that picture really well and I love all of that like I totally get it because the other thing too is no friends did really freaking well. That was crazy. I was not anticipating that whatsoever. Yeah, because like that's that's an independent release, right? Like you're yes. saying, I think before we started recording that like your friends were wor- are working on like an indie label and kind of yes. doing all that, but that that was just a song doing well, right? Like that yeah. was an independent release. Yes. And granted, like, the Spotify editorial playlisting, I mean, that, like, does wonders in terms of, like, breaking you into, like, spaces. Um, But, yeah, just the amount of people who were saving it into their personal catalog and listening to it outside of the playlist, that blew me away. I had no... Yeah. I just did not know that was going to happen. Yeah, that's nuts. Because I I intentionally try to do some amount of homework if I, like, have an artist (laughs) coming up that I didn't really know. But I didn't go as deep to see as like, have you had other like editorial features like outside of Spotify? Like, have you had any other coverage or press or was that? Um, I mean, it's pretty like, minimal. Did, did you... We're doing it on yeah. our own. So like uh, okay. definitely trying to like make those connections. Um, and I know like Ones to Watch did a piece on me. I mean, all of these things just like blow me away. The fact that anyone would take me seriously enough to write something. So Ones to Watch yeah. did a piece um and then early rising did a piece but the really crazy one was billboard did added me to their like top 10 pop songs of like the something something um and no way and that came out of nowhere and that was for i think i want to be alone not no friends um but we were I, I mean, I had to lay on the floor. I was like, this is not real life. I don't understand how that happened. We don't know anyone at Billboard. Like, they're, like They just found it. Just found it, I guess. So that was insane. Wow. That's so cool. That's like, again, like, these are my favorite moments yeah. to talk about because I... Maybe it's a naive approach, but I would truly love to believe that good music and genuine, authentic artists, like if you put something good out, it will be discovered, right? And that's like people my, are, yes, that's my producer's like mantra, I feel like. Yeah, like yeah. people are always trying to game the system. They're trying yeah. to like shortcut something or like get a bunch of followers or do or this or that or this. Right. And I just would love to believe that authentic, good music just gets found when it's good enough. Yes. And it so much sounds like that was the case when you really came back and defined the sound and did it right. Oh, yes. The thing, And the thing is, is that like you can kind of hack stuff, but the goal isn't to try and like hack your way into like having a seemingly successful 
like song, it should, it, yeah. Our whole goal is to make good enough music so that if people were to stumble across it, they would save it and like it. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool. I mean, honestly, that's what happened with me, right? Like I stumbled upon it and exactly, I was like, yeah. oh, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then to further pay credit to you, when I then looked at like your social media and everything, there was a really cohesive theme and it felt very intentional. And I think that was like a further selling point to me as somebody from the outside who didn't really know that all together with it was like, oh, this is about to be something really big and special. Oh, wow. And that's, I have to pay credit there. And I think that that's such an important piece. Like as any artist, if you're taking it seriously, look at the entire picture and how it's perceived. I really appreciate that because I feel like I am so bad at social media. I'm like, really? oh my God, I, it's so hard. Like people are so good at like Instagram yeah. and TikTok. I'm like, damn. I need to learn. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I very much from the outside, I felt like you were on point. I appreciate that so much, but I am actively working to be better at it because like, that's awesome. Because consistency is so important and like, oh, it's a lot. It's a whole different yeah. skill. I think honestly, though, hearing that from you, like anybody listening to this, like if again, if they don't know the project and they go and look at it or if they have known it, like. I think it's kind of cool when you can perceive that somebody's like killing it and then they're honest and like humble enough to be like, that's awesome you think that, but I have a long yeah. way to go kind of thing. <laughs> like that's encouraging to hear that all of us feel that way and all of us or most of us feel like they could still be better even if it's perceived well. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Okay, so another question then kind of in that is No Friends comes out, does super well. Then what's the gap? Because I Don't Want to Be Alone just came out what like a month ago? I think, I think a little long, maybe August. I think it was, oh yeah, my gosh, I guess it wasn't that long ago. So yeah, August. Time is really weird. I know. I have no concept of time anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So we did not have, we made, I think I want to be alone in a weekend. Like we, no way. Yes. I mean, that's kind of how we work too. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have like demos waiting that we know are for like the bigger project in 2021. But with, I think I want to be alone. We were like, all right, no friends did a little better than we were anticipating. (laughs) So now we need a second single faster than we initially thought we did. So I was like, I went home for a weekend because I was staying in Philly all of quarantine. I was working. I just couldn't stay home that I would lose my mind. Yeah. We had three days. We did the product. We did the production in one day. We did the writing in the next day, and then we tracked the third day, and then we had the demo, and then it was mixed and mastered, and then we put it out. Wow. Well, that's cool too. And I think we were saying this a little bit before the podcast started, but it's like once you define the sound and the brand of the artist, you know, like yes. the feeling, the all-in idea of what the artist project represents. Then from there, you can just go. Exactly. Like you have the outline and you can do whatever. So was that kind of what happened with I Don't Want to Be Alone? 100%. Because it's like, Mm. we didn't have to guess as to what we wanted it to sound like. It was like, no, we know what it's going to sound like. It's more so like, what do we want to say now? You know, that, yeah. So that's like a pretty important lesson in your career as an artist is like defining that and learning that because now you can just go. That's the, I think that is actually the hardest part about being an artist is finding a sound that is one, authentic and two, interesting enough that it stands apart from other things and feels like a somewhat unique idea. That's, 
I mean, that, that to me is the hurdle. So it's like you get, you're trying to get to that point and then you get to that point and then you have to sustain it. Yeah. Damn. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool that I get it. Like, I think, again, I'm not an artist and I am so far from having that talent, but I think as just a consumer of music, you can feel that you can feel when an artist hits that stride and when yes. you know, and that's where the magic happens. Yes. I feel like my, just as like a side note, the biggest yeah. thing I talk to people about and that like my friends and I talk about is like what, like references, I feel like having references in sessions, like when you're like, Hey, I'm, I really like these songs. Let's try and make something like this inspired. But I feel like you've already lost when you've gotten into a session and you're using references of other people's music. And I know that's how most people use references, but it's like, if someone's already done it, why would you want to recreate it? It's already in the space. It already happened. Like you're, you're drawing inspiration from the wrong things. I feel like. So we just never, ever use references in the studio. Unless it's Sgt. Pepper. Wow. Then we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go back to Sgt. Pepper, like what stands out about that to you? Because obviously that's now a timeless album, but it's been out for a very long time. Like what, out of any album you listen to, any artist, like what resonated there so much? Uh, I mean, they pushed it. They pushed what you could do and still call it pop in my mind, like mm. having that be like a commercial release and having the most insane like outros and like just pops of like these weird, I don't know, these weird elements that they recorded. Just it's so colorful. It's so vibrant. Mm. And like just having these very um, just unique elements in there that, yeah, I, I love that. I feel that's like that cool. wasn't concise at all, um, but <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that said that well. You said colorful, and again, me being guy that yeah. does not play music, yeah. <laughs> certain artists have explained to me like seeing music in colors. Do you have that? Do you no, see I that? mean, I think so many okay. people now say they have like synesthesia or whatever it's called. I would oh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah the I would not say that. I would just say that like sometimes when you listen to things, it's just blatantly like very colorful, very okay. just like a rainbow of stuff, you know, at least to yeah. me. That's <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure. Cause like, yeah. so I've heard people explain that. I'm like, that sounds like the craziest I thing know, in the world. Like I does. wish I could experience me Yeah, that. me too. <laughs> Damn. What about the music video for, I don't want to think, or I think I want to be alone. That was the craziest life, ex best and craziest life experience I've ever had. Um, so it was just like peak quarantine so there was no way okay. we were going to be able to do like a professional music video but we really wanted a music video for the song um so it was uh, it was five of us it was my producer Ely his sister Alex um, my roommate Cass my boyfriend Gabe and myself we locked ourselves in my producer's basement for like five days like to just make they had this extra bedroom so we were like all right we're gonna treat this as like a set I have a DSLR camera from my dad that we're going to borrow. Yeah. And we have the latest iPhone because you can do some pretty cool like effects when you're filming on the latest iPhone, like like a dolly zoom. So we were like, OK, we got an iPhone. We got a DSLR. We have this room we can build into a set. So then we started planning the concept for the album or I'm sorry, not the album, the music video. And then we went to Michael's the next day and we got a bunch of arts and crafts stuff. And then we just spent like an entire night, like painting, like, oh my God, we were up for so long. 
painting. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, just lots of Taco Bell, lots of energy drinks. Um, and just like constructed nice. this set, constructed like what, or like the whole treatment, I guess. I'm like typing, sorry. This is me typing yeah. the treatment out on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then we shot for like the next three days, which took so long because none of us know how to do any of that stuff so it was a lot of like setting up resetting up because someone would like bang into the desk that the camera had just been perfectly positioned on and then we were like we had to reset so but we had so much fun we were dying laughing that's another moment where you're like oh we had no idea what we were doing in this and hearing about you explain it from the outside I was like, this is very cool and very well produced. Like, how did DIY feel? Yeah. But like, you could have told me that you paid somebody a lot of money to make it feel like that. So hearing that story right now, I'm like, holy crap, that's cool. Thank you. It was $134. That was the music video budget. That's how much the Michael stuff cost. Yeah, because we edited the video ourselves. So after like we did the video, I went back like a couple weeks later. We all did like another sleepover where we just sat for hours. I literally fell asleep at some point. Um, Uh And then we just edited the video together and just went through all the footage and like just did it. What did you edit it in? Um, I think Final Cut. Or no, Premiere. Nice. We use Premiere. Yeah. That's another thing that like, I love hearing you say that on the podcast because I think that people get in their own ways or they feel like I have to spend thousands of dollars on a music video oh for God. it to be good or to be taken seriously. No way. But like, that was just creativity. And yeah. that's again, what stood out. Like the scene in my, like the, my favorite shot or scene from that was the, the, the phone scrolling, Dude, like the way yes. you did that. that I thought I was oh like, my. okay. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. That like, is our favorite shot too. I'm so happy so you said cool. that. <laughs> so I have to shout out Alex. Alex is a genius. She did my cover art for the last two songs. She did the cover up for No Friends and I Think I Want to Be Alone. She's like going to be a dentist. She's in just dentist school right now. She's Ely's sister. They're both, oh my God, to be be an actor. You just like accidentally met the most talented family. Yes. Yes, actually. So Alex just was like, guys, I like made this thing where it's like a feed, like you can pull the feed through and we're like, no you did not that is unbelievable so then we got the iphone out and did these like dolly zooms with the iphone as it was zooming in and we were just we were geeking out when we were filming that we were like oh my god this is so cool (laughs) that that is so cool to hear you explain it like again like that's i mean this is the whole reason i do the podcast right like moments (laughs) like this understanding things like this but like this to me is like the best part of music and what will keep pushing music forward is like there aren't rules. You made such a sick music video that can get unlimited views for $134. And the reason why it can scale and grow is purely because of creativity. Everyone can get a DSLR from their parents or their friends. Everyone is friends with someone with a DSLR. Exactly. Everyone has an iPhone yes, and you can find a spare room and like hearing that and hearing how well it came out and it wouldn't have come out if there wasn't creativity involved, right? Like the one thing you really needed was creativity. And like, like kind of you said is you had, it felt like the video kind of fit the feeling of the the song. Absolutely. Yeah. So you had the vision. Yes. But 
as far as like the editing, like any, like again, anyone can get access to Final Cut. Exa- I mean, and Final like, Cut is so easy too. It's very accessible. Yeah. Like all of this stuff is so accessible. But That's it's hard. So encouraging yeah. and awesome. Exactly. But it's hard. Yeah, like it's, so, it's I mean, easy to get it all. Yeah. But it's not easy to just be like, oh, cool, creative vision. And like, I mean, hours upon hours yes. go into it. Yes. But it was, it's the That's most incredible. gratifying thing ever, like ever. Because at the end of it, we're like, hee hee, we just did that. That is so fun. Like we, like no one else is in the room with us. It was just us building that together. Yeah. I mean, aside from just having that life experience locked in my brain for the rest of my life, that, which alone made it worth it. It's just so cool to have that video just forever now. Yeah. Damn. That's so cool. So as the project grows, because like, again, like there's like, this is just the beginning. Do you have people that you would like dream people you'd like to work with? Or like, it's so interesting because so much of the magic right now is like, Ely is clearly like your dude. Like that's the sauce. So Alex is crazy that she'll be a dentist. I know. Like... Like how long do you balance like, and you're working with your friends, they're doing the indie label, like they're kind of doing that label together. So like, that's always a weird thing is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's exactly where I'm at. Yes. Okay. So I, I get asked a lot, like, oh, who do you want to work with? Like down the line and all that kind of stuff. But I don't have an answer to that because I don't know. I think if I were to be working with other people, they'd just be trying to recreate what we're doing especially production wise like it's such a distinct like style of production for the music that if you were to produce for me you would just be mimicking that in a way I guess um it's going to the studio with a reference yeah there you go so it's like oh yeah I'm not in I guess I'm not interested in really shaking up the team because we really I think found something special you know knock on wood but it's like my best friends my the people closest to me and we all have a very cohesive and shared vision for what this project and like label and just everything is supposed to be and going to be um and yeah it's like and why you know why try and disrupt that at least right now yeah I love that that's really cool and that's cool that like I don't know it just feels like you're in it for the right reasons right like if people, certain people, all they want to do is get a deal and get paid and get this and like have that. And it's cool that you're so aware of like, yeah, we, we found our stride. We don't need to break that. Like let's grow together. Yes. And like, I mean, that's how like things start, you know, that's how the new like establishments and waves in the industry happen is just kind of, it's holding out from like, you know, participating in the bigger like systems that are in like the music industry that are already established that have a lot of infrastructure. Obviously that is a way more stable and like, well, I say stable with an asterisk, but like, it's a, it's a just more established way to go. Um, but if you can hold out for a little bit and you have like a really good idea and like really great people on your team, I think it's just worth like, you know, being indie and just going, just going for it. That's really cool advice. Like, and again, that's super encouraging. Like I love hearing all sides and talking about all these sides on the podcast because I don't think you need to go down any specific path. Like everyone's circumstance is different. Exactly. But like you're clearly showing that you don't need 
to like do the whole follow, like sign instantly, do everything. Like you've, you've proven DIY can work at a very professional level. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like really what drew me towards the project. So the other thing is if your friends are doing the indie label, like do you guys all have a video? Because you're pretty involved with that, right? Like, you're, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. have to. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's four of us working the project, basically. That's incredible. So, like, with that, do you guys, are some of your friends artists as well? Or are you yes. looking to sign other artists? Or, like, what's your big vision of, like, what that turns into? So, there's actually just a very, like, weird story with all of that. So, like, um, two of our, okay, so all of us, for the most part, are from Maryland, and all of us oh, wow. just grew up in Ely Studio, basically, just being friends and like being in the area. So we have uh, this like network of people that we happen to meet either through living in Maryland or going to college with like people in other music industry programs who like I don't know, just all mutually know each other because that's a pretty small ecosystem. Um, yeah. And now we have a group of 10 to 15 of us, half artists, I would say, like half produce, a lot of them producers, and then the rest on the business side that are all just like out here trying to make it work now. That's cool. So it's basically like a collective. Of yes. Like, that's really, really cool. I love to see friends supporting friends. And as like one friend has success and starts to connect pieces, yep. it can be like a community of people coming up. Exactly. Like, and that, oh, that alone is just so cool, right? Because I have such yeah. reverence for everyone who says like only 1% make it in the music industry. Because I think it's probably less than that honestly, like less than 1% of people making it. So when you're, when you see your friends, like literally that you've known since you were in high school doing it and like doing the thing, you're like, I am so happy for you. I am so proud of you. That is so hard to do. So I'm just, yes. and I'm very fortunate to be in a group of people that really emphasizes like, like, not not being competitive with each other i guess which is a yeah. which is a hard thing to to do but all of us i think are very secure in our lanes and what we're doing and just want every single person genuinely to be successful and just really having this is so cheesy but like loving each person so much and just being like yeah. you're doing it we can do it we're going to do it together this is awesome yeah it's funny, right? Because you say like 1% and then at the same time, it's not being competitive. Right. And I agree with you and understand that where it's this weird thing where it's like, there is a very, very large amount of people that will attempt and fail. Yes. However, I don't look at that as necessarily discouraging. It's more just like, all right, be ready to have a lot of grit exactly. and not stop if you believe in it. Because it will take way more perseverance than you think. Oh, yeah. So... Like the fact that it is, it's like that balance of, okay, not everybody makes it, but when your friends are doing it or like, like that not weird, big ego, yes. like mentality, like everyone can come up yeah. and everyone should support each other. It's a funny balance, but I completely it get it and I completely love it. It's so, yeah. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like totally different genre, but like cash only which turned into 88 rising Dude, like yes i, love I like that was rising. them right I like know. they were just like a community of friends that were like yeah we have a vision and they executed it really fucking well and like odd future i think we looked at odd future a lot too 
Yeah, because there are like there's a couple of those like groups, and then as they come up, they are so cool. Like yes. when you see those groups, yes. like you want to be a part of it, and it's like so awesome. <laughs> you got like the because it gets squad. lonely. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, oh my like, gosh, it sucks. Like chasing it on your own. So when you do have yes. that crew, exactly, and oh, it's really a wonderful thing. Like I feel so lucky. Like so lucky. That's so cool. And you guys all pretty much moved out to LA. Yeah. With so there was a house of people, like five of them who moved out early, like a year ago. And then everybody else in the last month just moved out here. So everybody, everybody's here now. No one's in Maryland anymore. We're all here. That's so sick. <laughs> that's just that's cool that like I feel like this moment in time as we're talking will forever be just like that timestamp of like when it all started to click because it's only up from here, right? Oh, like fingers you've crossed, now defined yeah. that sign. <laughs> I mean, yes, fingers crossed, yeah. but still like you've defined that sign and like you, it just feels like a stride. Like even from afar, just talking to you really for the first time, it really feels like something special. And I'm so excited oh. to like watch along and see it all grow and everyone come up and you guys doing it in my opinion, the right way where you're supporting each other and you're not looking for just the next cred people, but pushing yourselves to advance internally. Yes. That's sick. That's uh, everything I respect. Thank so you. what's next for the artist project? Like you said, you had some songs, some demos already next, but like, yes. Okay. What do you, so what do um, you think? obviously touring is out for a long, long time. Very sad. Yeah. RIP the live industry. Yeah. Uh, Facts. but I have a single coming out, um, October 13th, somewhere the week of uh, the second week of October. I should probably know that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so the last single of 2020 is coming out in October and then I have a music video for no friends that's coming out at some point as well before oh, the end cool. of the year. I'm so excited. Um, so you'll go back and do one for no friends. Yes. Cause with quarantine, there was just no way we'd be able to do a music video when that came out it was like right in march when everything shut down um so yeah. we're we're going back to it um and then in 2021 planning like a full ep release so i'll spend the rest of 2020 recording like the remainder of the ep and then we'll just plan like the release strategy and everything for that damn that's super sick that's so cool i'm so like excited. again like it's just <laughs> This is my favorite thing. I love conversations like this and I love understanding artists. And I think that you're, I think you set a great example to anybody chasing music. And like, I love hearing and telling stories like yours because it's cool to see people like yourself win and have these victories. Um, oh, so yeah, like it's you. just, I love this. Thank you. <laughs> what, uh, what would your advice be? You're welcome. What, uh, what would your advice be to somebody that is listening to this um, any artist that is just like they relate, like they feel it. Maybe they grew up singing like whatever, but just yeah. like, what would your advice be to somebody that does relate to your artist story chasing something similar? Hmm. Well, I would say above all else, if you're like, like seriously pursuing an artist project, it's just to really be thoughtful about what you're doing and have a lot of intention in what you're doing, especially with your like artistry. And hopefully I'm not speaking too abstractly, but just really, I mean, that it's so special and it's who you are and it's what you're curating. So take your time in finding that and getting to the point where 
no question, you know, this is exactly the music you want to be releasing, exactly how you want to look like, exactly what you want to look like, and just who you want to be as an artist. It should just be, I feel like, like there's, there should just be no holes in that. Like you should just be so solid with your artistry. I don't know if that's helpful. At no, all. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's a lot of what we talked about, but it's, that says it really well. And I agree with you because when you have, it's like having a good foundation to building a house. Right? Exactly. Like, I mean, it's everything. When you have that just absolutely solid, you can build anything on top of it and go from there. Yes. And also just not being focused on anybody else. I think that's, it's impossible to do, especially like if your age is like such a thing in the industry and like gender is such a thing. So it's like, just don't, just don't look at anybody else because they're doing it and you're not them. So no matter how much you can like try and replicate or like obsess over somebody else and what they're doing, they're not you. So like find your lane and find your path because that is worth so much more than like stressing about others artists and what they're doing (laughs) that's that's good right there i like that quite a lot damn i think we did the thing like this is incredible yay i'm so happy (laughs) oh seriously like i love that you were down to do this i love that we're talking about this all right now because i feel like it's only up from here and it's so exciting to to talk to you right now as like you've just come out to LA. I feel like you're about to just build so much more. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much for yes. having me. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And maybe we do like a follow-up episode like yeah. once like even more has come yeah. out like after the EP or something like that. And we That'd can talk sick. about the next video. Damn. Cool. Awesome. Yay. Well, I, again, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you? Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Hey Maisie. There's two Y's in the Hey. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I post for the most part. Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all, any streaming platform, all lowercase, maybe. (laughs) Yep. And then if you search YouTube too for the music video, it's so sick. You have to watch it if you haven't. (laughs) Tight. Well, there it is. Thank you again. This was an honor. Thank you so, so much. So there it is, Maisie's story. Really hope you liked that one. I certainly did. She's 21 years old. She's over here killing it. She has this perfect vision. After that episode, I was thinking to myself, like, I need to define my shit better. This is incredible. So hope you liked it. If you did, if you made it to the end and you want to do me a massive favor, there are three things that you can do, all of which are extremely helpful. The first one is donating to the show. Pretty simple, but it just helps me upgrade gear and all that good stuff. You can go to whereareallmyfriends.com. There's a little button that says donate, or you can go to whereareallmyfriends.com slash donate. Second thing you can do is tell literally every person in the entire world that you know about this podcast, even if they don't like podcasts, even if it's your grandparents and they don't understand technology, just be like, yo, where are all my friends? Let me get your iPhone. Or if you don't have an iPhone, whatever phone you have, and let me hit subscribe and let me tell you about it. Or maybe you could write some foreign exchange students that you used to have at your house, send them a nice handwritten letter and tell them about it. Or maybe it's like your neighbor or something like that. And you don't really know them that well, Like you just want to have an awkward interaction and you're like, Hey, I know we've never talked, but let me tell you about this podcast I listen to. This is uh, this is the commitment that I expect from you as a listener. No, I'm kidding. But tell your friends about the podcast. Anyone that would be interested in the show, word of mouth has been the best way for it to grow. So 
let anyone know about it that you can. It's massively helpful. Or just sharing it on social media, screenshotting the episode and parts that you like it, sharing it on Instagram stories, sharing it on Twitter, wherever. Super, super helpful. The third thing that you can do, what's the third thing? I get so caught up in it. I talked about social media. I talked about donating. Oh yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe, leave five stars, and write a review because that helps it get discovered in their algorithm, which is super helpful. If you're listening on any other platform, all you have to do is subscribe. There it is. That's my speech. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode.